Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your man, Jason Miles, and welcome to the podcast, Real Estate 360. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about real estate as a team sport, right? Because it's a true, it's truly a team sport. I work with a lot of people and have over the years that have decided to be, you know, a one-person business. And ultimately, they either, they work so much, they get burned out. Or they just stop doing it because they don't have the time to actually live their life. But I'm here to tell you that no matter what you do in real estate, whether it's wholesaling, fix and flip, commercial real estate, buy and hold, doesn't matter. Real estate is a team sport. And today we're going to talk a little bit about that. So stick around. All right, welcome, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to be here, to either be watching this if you're on YouTube or listening to it on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Having said that, wherever you are, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, share, engage. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like, and we can kind of go from there. And of course, uh, subscribe, download some of these uh, episodes, and Listen to them and see how they can help you out, okay? Now, I had a conversation with uh, someone that I'm working with in our coaching program last week who simply didn't really understand what it meant to start to build your team, right? So they'd come along into the course, into the program recently. So in the very, very beginning, we talk about what it takes to build your team in whatever level of real estate you're you're on or you're working towards. And we start to build that because that's part of your foundation. You know, knowing that you have a solid attorney, knowing that you have lending sources in place, you know, knowing, or if, if you're in a state that doesn't have attorneys, title companies, people that you can work with, understanding how they work and making sure they understand how you work, meaning do you, do you utilize double closings? Do you have um, transactional funding to do a double closing? If you do, if not, do they work with, you know, other funds as pass-through entities, which a lot of them do and a lot of them don't. But these are conversations that you need to have before you bring a deal, right? Um, I'm noticing now in the market, two of the markets that we work in, where the lenders are asking us to now again start to bring in our own appraisers or at least send them to them so they can get certified and cleaned up or whatever the, whatever the situation is, uh, get registered with them to do work. Whereas that wasn't happening for the past 13 years. It just it, it isn't something that's been happening at all. So it's important that you understand that building your company means building a team. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to hire people because it's not always financially feasible to hire people. They may have their own business, like some of the people that we talked about right here, right now, that you're going to be reaching out to them to utilize their service when that service is needed and not until it's needed. Now, once you start to really kind of ramp your business up, and I've talked about this before, but once you really start to ramp your business up, you're going to be in situations where 
your marketing exceeds your ability to go out there and do everything. You're not going to be able to talk to everyone. You're not going to be able to go to every, you know, appointment if you're going to look at houses, which, you know, we still are in some cases, right? Now, from a virtual standpoint, there's different ways that you go about that. There's VAs that you can utilize for those virtual appointments that you're going to do by phone. There's a whole process of gathering information about the property that you can pull yourself out of in a really short period of time without it costing you an enormous amount of money. You follow what I'm saying? Because look, I'm telling you, if you are out there, if you're, if you're getting involved in real estate or you've already gotten involved in real estate and you're starting to realize that there's so much to do and you're doing it all and you realize, oh, I'm working on the weekends now. Oh, I'm working late at night or I'm working all the time. I'm doing 60, 70, 80 hour weeks. I started this business so that I wasn't creating a job for myself. If you're if you're living in that scenario or if you're trying to avoid that scenario, it is imperative, imperative that you start to put people in place that are going to be able to take some of that off your hands. Now, gone are the days that you're going to get a good VA for, you know, three, four dollars an hour. You just you're just not. Do they exist? Yeah. But I don't think that you're going to be very happy with what they're doing for you. But of course, it depends on what they're doing for you. If it's data entry kind of stuff, you know, it, that's a little bit different. But when you're getting into appointment settings and that process and, you know, just kind of doing all of the day-to-day -day mundane stuff that you don't want to do, because if you're running a marketing campaign, for instance, whether it's a direct mail, ringless voicemail, online campaigns of various sorts, those are inbound calls that are coming to you. Those are inbound messages or forms that are being filled out on one platform or another, even on your website. Someone else can sift that stuff, set those appointments, and just give you those appointments. What we do is we have a few people that we work with in certain areas where if we know we need to go and look at that property, if we're getting inundated, like we had 10 or 15 of them to go look at last week. Now, I don't necessarily have time to go look at all of those. And my partners have other things to do as well. You know, we're, we're running a business. We're not letting the business run us. So we pay people X number of dollars to go out and view this property, utilizing our process now, but view this property, assess this property, and then make an offer based on the after repair value that we've predetermined about what the property could be based on what it is right now. And these people are qualified people. I mean, you can get all kinds of people to do it for you. Once you start to utilize your network, there are people that are, they don't really want to invest in real estate, like home inspectors. You know, if they've got some time, you know, we've got one home inspector, we pay him a hundred bucks to go and do this one deal. And if we get the deal, he gets another 400 bucks. So he's making $500 if we get the deal. So, and it's, again, they don't want to invest in real estate. They want to do what they do. And you can also train people to do this, but it's a part-time gig. It's, it's actually less than part-time when you break it down and you've got, you know, two, three, four people doing that in a specific area. 
But that's just one example that I wanted to share with you. Just That's just one. There are processes that you'll put in place, systems that you'll put in place that are going to alleviate you doing everything all the time. You can do as much or as little as you want to do. Again, I want to reiterate that everyone is different. Everyone is different. There are people that absolutely want to work that hard in their business. I have no problem with that as long as you know what you're getting yourself into. But even with that, even if you're willing to work that hard and put in all that time, you're doing with, with, with a certain level of financial expectation. You want to succeed. And in that success, it's going to mean that you put more money into the business. And as you put more money into the business, at some point, you're going to run out of time doing everything. So at some point with moderate success, you're still going to need to bring in people to help you out, to work for you and or with you. You're going to need to build this team. It's just my suggestion that you start building that team sooner rather than later. And yes, 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 of course, you are absolutely building that team sooner than later. Because who's on that team? It's not it's not other wholesalers. It's not anything like that. But the people that are on your team that you're absolutely going to need are going to be title companies and attorneys and or attorneys, right? You're going to have to have them if you want to sell property or if you want to have contracts that are specific to your needs as it relates to how you invest and, and what is legal and not legal in the area in which you're investing. Because you can go and get you know, basic contracts or, or even get a contract from another person who is working maybe in another state and utilizing verbiage or processes that aren't necessarily legal in that state, at which point you'd be operating in a legal manner and you don't want to do that. I mean, maybe nothing happens to you and most of the time it's not if you just simply don't know, but we've seen situations where that has come up. So you want to be very specific as it relates to what you can and cannot do in the area in which you're investing, which means you need an attorney. Now, there are a lot of attorneys that are going to help you with your contracts for a very limited amount of money. You can find them at your local RIAs, at meetup groups, just or simply just talking to other local investors and understanding what their process is and who they work with and who they might recommend so that you can begin then to start to talk to these people and go from there. Now, that's if you're wholesaling or even if you're fix and flipping. If you're doing fix and flips, you're going to want to have more relationships in place sooner rather than later. You're going to need contractors. You're going to need them. And if your, your job or your investment strategy is to buy and hold, again, you're going to have to have that attorney or that title company as well as financial institutions. Who are you going to utilize to get you out of a hard money loan? Or have you already addressed that? The hard money lender that you have, is that a construction to perm kind of situation so you only have to search for the money once rather than searching for it twice and going through a whole different scenario, especially if you're using traditional lenders to take you out of a hard money loan, which by the way, you're not going to be able to do after about your fifth or sixth property. It's just not going to happen. So you have to have alternative sources. You have to look at other uh, investment opportunities or, or investment firms, financial firms that are going to give you that 
exit strategy money that you need in order to fulfill whatever investment strategy you have, if uh, in this case, if it's, you know, buy and hold. Now, when we're talking about moving into a commercial situation, completely different type of thing, right? You are going to have to know appraisers and those appraisals are worth a lot more money. You're going to have to know um, commercial brokers. You're going to have to make sure you understand what those processes are, because in those situations, you want to be ready before you need them. So you're going to basically call up brokers and say, hey, my name is so-and-so. This is what I'm looking at doing. I have X amount of dollars or I'm going to put a partnership together or a syndication or whatever it is so you can have that structure, especially if you're going for agency debt, really any kind of debt. But agency debt in particular is going to agency debt is getting money basically from Fannie and Freddie, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. That's the cheapest money, but you have to jump through the most hoops to actually get it. So you want to be prepared for those kind of things before you need it. So when you're going for stuff like agency debt, you're going to have to package that and your broker is going to be able to help you out in, in a lot of ways, especially if you're, if this is one of your first deals, you don't have the software um, necessary to present the deal or, you know, package it up and present it properly. There are organizations out there that'll do that for you. Cost a little money, just depends on, um, the size of the actual property itself. If it's not too big and not too crazy, your broker will be able to assist you or at least tell you who to contact to package this up for you. And if you're buying consistently and you're looking at stuff all the time, if you're an operator, for all the operators in the multifamily space that are listening, just the commercial space in general, that are listening to what I'm saying right now, they know exactly what I'm talking about. There are processes that have to be in place as you're collecting data. And if you're buying properties from smaller, you know, kind of mom and pop organizations, it doesn't even mean that it's a small property. I mean, there's, you know, individuals that will buy two, 300 unit buildings and they're not massive, but they're pretty big. They're big. And there's a lot that goes into that. If you're buying a hundred unit, 50 unit, I mean, there's just, there's a lot that goes into that. So collecting that data, putting that data together in a cohesive package to make it easy for the lender to sift through because they have a way they want it to be packaged. And if it's not packaged that way, they're going to ask you to package that way because that's how they underwrite. And you know what happens if you've done any deals and you're working with underwriters. If you don't package it the way they ask you to package it and you send it the way you got it, a lot of times they're going to say, I don't have this. Can you resend it? And it, it happens over and over and over and over when you're doing deals sometimes, even on the single family side. So you want to be all the way ready for that kind of stuff. But these people that you'll bring in, a lot of times they're in the local area. Sometimes they're not. You might have to fly them out to wherever the property is so they can collect that data, do the walkthrough. Of course, you want to be there as well or your trusted team members if you're really, really operating. You know, I know a, a gentleman who has, uh, I don't know, somewhere five or 6,000 doors, five or 6,000 units. And this man, I think, probably works 20 or 30 hours a week. He travels constantly. 
You know, he'll go and look at some of these properties. He likes to, he likes to, you know, put his toes in the dirt, as he says, and he goes to these properties, not in every case, but if he's, you know, kind of on the fence about it, or he wants to really kind of get a look um, at the surrounding area, you know, the neighborhood around it, the businesses around it, the communities around it, you know, um, the nightlife around it, that kind of thing, then he'll go down and he'll, he'll put his toes in the dirt. He wants to see what it looks like, what it feels like, because, you know, if the numbers work out, you know, your preliminary numbers, then it's, then it's time to go take a look at that property. Then once you've done that, it's about data collection, data collection, data collection, data collection. And even with that, there's, you know, tax processes that you want to take advantage of, depending on how much you've paid for the property, you're going to want to do cost segregation. So you're going to bring in a different kind of tax firm. Cost segregation basically breaks the property down to all these individual components that you can write off. You'll get greater write-offs in a shorter amount of time than what many people are used to as it relates to standard depreciation, which is whatever you paid for the property divided by 27 and a half, or some people will elect to, um, some people will elect to uh, write off the interest and things of that nature, but you have to pay attention to what you're doing. I mean, cause at some point you're gonna, especially if you're in the single family space, you're gonna wind up with more real estate than you can actually get good enough write-offs on. So it kind of forces you into another aspect of real estate investment or buying businesses or buying debt that converts into equity later on, convertible notes, things of that nature. And it just kind of goes on and on from there. But if your wheelhouse is real estate, even if you're starting off in the single family space and, and you want this huge portfolio, at some point you're going to wind up in the multifamily space and knowing what your options are there are going to be key. So I know I'm kind of saying a lot as we're as we're going through this because it can be a lot. You know, it can be a lot when you want to build your team and need to build your team depending on what your individual investment strategy is. Because it's easy for me to sit here and just just put a put a bullet point checklist together of all the people that could be on your team. But you might not need some of those people on your team right now. It might not be part of your strategy for the next one, two, three, five years, depending on what you want to do. So it's imperative that you have an individual strategy laid out for you, especially when you're just starting, because it's not always that easy. It's not always that easy because you don't know what you don't know. And unfortunately, when you are made aware of what you don't know, it, it generally winds up costing you money. And so in an effort to avoid a needless expense down the road, it's time to get with people that can help you achieve the goal that you need to get to. And it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's our, our company, you know, Real Estate 360. Of course, we teach, we train, you know, we help people along the way. We have all kinds of different things. We have a partnership program uh, that we work with on the single family side uh, for people that are new investors. So if you don't know where the money is, because that's one of the three biggest questions that people have, you know, where do we find the money? How do we find the deals and how do we get them sold? Okay. We kind of take all of that away from you. We teach you how to find the deals. Once you found the deal anywhere USA, 
we have the transactional funding for you to take it down. Now, this is just for wholesalers because if you're wanting to do a fix and flip or buy and hold, we still have something for you, but it's structured a little bit differently. And then if you are wholesaling or if you're fix and flipping, we have processes and financial abilities that are going to put you, you know, into a, a good loan that you can hold on to or a good process to get this sold, get, to get it retailed if you're doing a fix and flip. And you can find more information about the stuff that we do. I don't want to sit here and talk about that. That's not why we're here, right? You can hit one of the links below. It takes you right to the real, uh, to the website, realestate360pro.com. You can connect with us on any of the platforms. There's always something in the description if you want more information about how we can help you succeed. But outside of that, we're here to talk about building a team. And building a team starts with who you know, right? Who do you, who do you know that is good right now at what you want to do to fast track your way there? I talk a lot about my first two and a half years in this business. I made no money. People thought I was absolutely crazy, bonkers. You know, whatever money I did have, I blew through it making horrible deals and just trying to live. You know, and to be honest with you, I had just left another business. I didn't know about the coaching business. That wasn't a part of what we did. There were no coaches. I mean, I was in the entertainment business. I mean, there were coaches for voice lessons and things like that. But, you know, that that's it. I mean, you didn't have business coaches there. You didn't. You just didn't. It, it was not something that existed. And when I was doing that, infomercials were on. There was no internet to speak of. I mean, there was an internet. But we're not getting emails from whoever the real estate gurus are. It wasn't happening. You know, so by the time we're finishing up with what we're doing for the night, it's four or five o'clock in the morning sometimes. I'm not watching infomercials. I'm going to sleep because we got to get up and catch a bus or do something, you know, at 11 or 12 o'clock in the afternoon, one o'clock in the afternoon. I've got to be up. I was a business guy, so I had to be up. I had to be working. So there was no understanding on my part about these, you know, real estate coaches and uh, these educational programs I had no idea they were out there. And then I started to do it because I, I went to the library and I bought books and I sat there and I studied and then I implemented the things that I was studying and I was my team. I didn't have a team. I didn't have contractors. I didn't have appraisers. I didn't have attorneys. I didn't have anybody. I didn't have anyone. And I know for some people that are listening to this, they're saying, man, that you know that but you got to do that but you know it's everybody knows you got, no everybody doesn't know i'm one that didn't know and i like to think i'm a pretty intelligent guy you know yes did i meet attorneys along the way i sure did but i didn't develop relationships with them yes did i meet appraisers along the way i sure did but i didn't develop relationships with them did i meet contractors yes but yet again i did not develop relationships with them that was my fault. That was my whatever. You know, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I was so focused on figuring out how to wholesale that that's all I could see. I was so short-sighted. I couldn't see anything else. And the things that I, were, that I was missing were the things that were actually holding me back. Because had I had an attorney that I could speak to, he or she would have told me, this isn't how you structure this. It needs to be structured differently. Had I had 
uh, an appraiser, they would have told me, man, your valuation's off. Had I had a contractor, they say, it's going to cost more than that to fix this property, or it's not going to cost that much, or whatever the case, right? Generally, I was on the low side, <laughs> but um, I was just putting together horrible deals. Yeah, did I make money along the way in that two and a half years? Yes. You know, 3000 here, 5000 there, but it wasn't anything consistent. And, and, and when I say consistent, I wasn't closing two deals a month. I wasn't closing one deal a month on average. You know, if I closed four deals a year, four or five, you know, I was barely breaking even. I really wasn't breaking even. So, but I was bringing something home and it was enough for people to say, okay, you're bringing something home, but it's not, and we can't get ahead there. Anyway, uh, I had a happenstance encounter with someone that I'd seen just doing their thing, just, just out there. You know, they didn't, when we started around the same time and I watched them go from, you know, the ugly car to the pretty car and, and doing a lot of deals on a monthly basis and so on and so forth. And I asked, it was a lady, I asked her, what are you doing that I'm not doing? Here's what I'm doing. And she just kept saying, you got to keep at it. You just got to keep at it. You just got to keep at it. Giving me absolutely no specifics. So then I just got on the phone and I said, all right, I'd read something in um, uh, the Carlton Sheets um, education, uh, educational material. And it talked about reaching out to brokers and attorneys and title companies. So I just started doing that. And I had these notebooks of information that I had. And so I just kept calling people till someone said, sure, I'll meet with you. And there was a gentleman, an attorney, uh, fortunately for me here that said, yep, I got you. And I went and we spent three, three and a half hours together. He told me what I was doing right. He told me what I was doing wrong. Ultimately, it turned my business around and it turned my financial future around. These processes that we talk about on a daily basis are what make you wealthy. Is it? It's not the flipping of the real estate. I mean, yes, there's money that you make when you wholesale, when you fix and flip, when you buy and hold or buy apartments and you start getting that mailbox money or you're doing, you know, real estate arbitrage, you know, which is really all this is. Yes, you're making money, but it's the processes. This is really what, you know, generational wealth is. I mean, the money is good. And yes, if you make, you know, a hundred million dollars and you can provide certain financial situations for your children and your your grandchildren and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's great. Those are great things. You become your own bank, you know, you use the Rockefeller method and boom, money's good for generations. The money is going to be there and yes, you can pass it on. But more importantly, it's the processes. It's, it's what you do, how you think, how you analyze it, whatever business, whether it's real estate or you do business acquisitions, uh, you're buying businesses that you think you can turn around and do it better, whatever it is, if it's business, your learning processes that start here, because this is where you are, that you're going to pass on to your children and your friends and your family. Anyone that's going to listen, anyone that says, hey, I really want to know more about what you're doing. And for your children, I know you, you know, most of us, they're going to make them pay attention, but they're already paying attention, even though it looks like they're stuck on their phone or stuck in their game you know, whatever the case, later on, all those things, or at least some of them, 
are going to come up and they're going to have questions for you about it. And that's when you can really begin to teach. You can teach the processes and the systems that we're talking about right now from the very basic level, way, way, way on up to whatever level you achieve, whoever you get to deal with, however you grow your business, whatever that ultimately looks like, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the line. Because I promise you it's going to look different. Generally, for most of us, it's going to look different from where we started out. I wanted to be a real estate developer. The closer I got to it, the more I knew that's really not where I wanted to be, right? For a lot of different reasons. But to go back to what I was saying, it's the, it's the processes and the systems that you learn to implement in your life that truly represent generational wealth because that's what you're passing on. The money can be fleeting. You know, one generation from now, the money can be gone. I mean, there's things you could do to prevent that from happening, but a lot of us don't even look at what those opportunities are. So by the way, you kind of want to keep that in mind. If you want to, if you, if you plan on making a bunch of money and I know I'm sidetracking here, but if you plan on making a bunch of money, this is a whole nother conversation. You need to start looking at certain types of companies that can help you manage your wealth, insurance products, um, trusts, that are going to ensure that your money is going to be safe over time, however long that is. It's your money and your assets. That's how all these super wealthy families that we've heard of throughout, the, throughout our lifetime uh, have been able to continue, the Hiltons have been able to continue to pass their wealth on. Um, the Rockefellers have been able to continue to pass their wealth on. Unfortunately, the Vanderbilts which is, you know, one of the wealthy, were one of the wealthiest families in the world, did not structure themselves correctly. And by the time the 1960s had come around, they were, you know, the money was gone. I think it was gone by the 50s, actually. But those are lessons to be learned, right? You don't have to be that way. You got to put these things in place. And again, it starts with these processes. This is where your generational wealth starts. Understanding that real estate is a team sport. Understanding that there's nothing on this, on, on this earth, in this life that you are going to do by yourself in terms of achievement. There's always going to be someone that helped you get there, that opened the door, that pushed you, that championed your cause. It's always the case. It's always the case, regardless of how aggressive you are in getting yourself there. That is always the case. And you have to make sure that you know that that's what it is. We hear people all the time talking about they did it by themselves. You know what? If they're saying to themselves in the beginning, I was the only one that believed in me because nobody believes in you generally when you start. Everybody believes in you once they see you succeed. You know, and if you're fortunate enough to have one or two people that believe in you in the beginning, that's all the fuel you need as long as you believe in yourself. As long as you believe in yourself, the, all the fuel you're going to need is, is going to come from within and the one or two people that believe in you. They might be a little nervous and a little apprehensive at certain points, but your belief and your drive and your ability to see it through is what's going to carry them through and what's going to make you love and appreciate them even more once you got it. 
once you've achieved, not not that you've achieved the, the height of where you want to go, but once you've got some success and everyone else is knocking at your door, those are the ones that you, you know, you should feel comfortable giving to, you know, and being with and helping out. Absolutely. But real estate is a team sport, guys. I'm not going to spend any more time burning your ear about it, but it is a team sport. And knowing where you're going to go and having a game plan with your team members is what's going to allow you to achieve. It's like any other goal, right? It's like if, you know, you writing your goals down on the wall, they're short-term and long-term goals. I do it. I'm looking at mine right there. They're short-term and they're long-term goals. And long-term is a relative thing. It could be five, 10 years from now for a lot of people. It could be 12 months from now. But those goals are your roadmap. You know, those intermittent goals, I want to achieve this by this day by doing this. And all of meeting all these little goals gives you, gets you to where you want to go in that 12 month or two year or five year period. That's a game plan. You do the exact same thing with the team that you assemble for your real estate business. If you tell them, look, I want to do these number of deals a month. I mean, I get deals from the attorneys that we work with, but because of the lenders that they represent in, you know, foreclosures and bankruptcies and so on and so forth. You know, we get we get deals in all kinds of ways. But it it only started when I opened my mouth and said, hey, I need help with this. Can you explain this to me? And oh, by the way, here's what I want to do every month, every quarter. If you have any opportunities that make sense, please share them with me. I'll make sure you get the business. And that's how you start to build your team. So, and again, if you want to know more about team building and, and getting there faster, just hit the links below. Hit the link below, uh, Real Estate 360, go set up a, a free consultation call, check out the book, do all that great stuff. Let's have a conversation and let's just make it happen. But for now, guys, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure you check out more of the content, more of the podcast to learn more things. We have process videos I've created there for you so you can kind of know how to navigate your way through stuff. And again, like, share, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. Become an active member with us so that you can be notified when we are putting out new content, which is two, three times a week. So for now, guys, again, this is your man, Jason Miles. I appreciate you and make sure that you get on the right team.